Welcome to the Power Block Fitness Podcast. Her name is Kitty Truax. And his name is Jason Lindsay. How you doing, Kitty? I'm fantastic. I High s- fives to your face. I, you want to slap me? Is that what you're saying? I sure do. <laughs> slap you to good vibes. Who does? <laughs> how, many, how many times in your life do you think somebody's wanted to slap you? Quite a few. I've really? gotten the, wow, you are just way too much. I've gotten that a lot. <laughs> well, but I'd rather be too much than not enough, Well, man. then don't give me that look when I... You know, kind of go on that path. So the yeah, uh, I'm just poking you in the yeah, ribs I, I, there, bear. That's not hard to do. So uh, I get guarantee a more for me than you, but uh, but you know that's that's everybody. That's life. What's the uh, what's the latest? What's on the agenda? You've been bouncing around what's on those the shoes? latest. Yeah, I've been bouncing around here and there. Got some gigs this weekend. How about yourself? You're playing your band, Kitty and the Entourage. Yes. Is playing in a VFW near you or near somebody? Yes. What city? Near Bloomington, Minnesota. Yeah. You know, next there, to the Mall of America. There is a chance that I, it's tomorrow. It is tomorrow. It's tomorrow, and I might. I'm coming back from out west. You're gonna drag your butt into the VFW. I, if I do, I need. I need. Uh, you know, because I'm special, and I think I am. You know. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a special song. Like, what can I? Can I request a song? Will you play like? What a, kind of a request are you looking at? I I don't know. But do you me, like the Doobie Brothers? No. No. Nope. Do you like Three Doors Down? Uh. Do you like the Eagles? No. I'm actually the cliche. I mean, I think I started that whole Eagles thing. They have like 40 songs that are like. Popular. I watched a documentary on them, and it is amazing how much material yeah. they have. Yeah, no, I, and I don't hate them. I just don't like them. You're just, they're not your favorite. But you, you know, like 80s pop I'll tell you from what, Pandora. Well, I, I've been listening to that just because <laughs> I grew up with that. We do 80s but, pop. But I'm, and I'm not a music snob. I don't even, I, I mean, I'm not, but I don't like the Rolling Stones. We don't sing them. And I don't like the Beatles. I don't either. Is it, okay, well, wow. Do you know how many people I like Kitty Trex more do now. not like the fact that I'm not a fan of the Beatles? I don't I don't think yeah. I, I just don't think their songs are that great. Number one, they don't rock. Right? Oh, Dan is just Dan is shaking like, his Dan, head. You like Beatles fan? I, you're, you're Beatles? I don't think I can be a part of this podcast. Yeah, he's got he out. He's off. He's out. See yeah, ya. Well, you know, well you go We all we, have personality styles. I bet you like them enough for all of I us. I hope your guitar gently weeps, Dan. Oh, every day. You know, Prince yeah. annihilated that solo. Have you ever seen that? No. I mean, really I probably good. have, but I probably was point one two. Do you like Prince? I'll sing Prince for I you. I love Prince. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. Sure. Okay. Oh, uh, is this, it, would this Kiss. be, is this, would this be weird? Cause it, it's the, you put us, so, I didn't, I don't comment on most people's Facebook page. So I don't think it's personally, but you put something out there recently on your Facebook page. What was the Prince song that, what didn't you, wasn't this you? What was the Prince song that first got you interested in Prince? Did you ask yes, that? Yes, that was. Okay, yeah, look. And I was going to... Wow, you I was, are paying attention. I was going to comment Darling Nikki, but I was like, I don't know. I mean, I And it's true. Will you sing Darling Nikki? Do you know why there are parental advisory stickers on CDs? Well, probably because of... Tipper Gore. Tipper Gore, yeah. Because of that album, because yeah. of that song. That song, yeah. Made parental yeah. advisory stickers. So Prince created parental advisory. Yeah. Yeah, the t- more you know. Tipper Gore is a is a terrible human Shh. being. No, I'm I I don't know her personally, but come on, really? Yeah, she she fought she fought that war. Did she win though? Show did. I don't know. So uh, okay, if you won't sing "Darling Nikki," would you do "Purple Rain"? Absolutely, that's our final song. Oh yeah. So if so, you're coming in late, you'll you'll catch me. All right, well, cool. Well, Holla. That is Great. awesome. Well, it's done. I'll see you tomorrow. Seven to ten. Seven to eleven. Seven to so I have to be there at ah, shoot Bloomington. Yep. I'll take an Uber if I if I make it. I might I might I might do that. Who are we talking to today? Someone that I believe. Don't you have a, a degree in kinesiology? Uh, well, it it would be close enough. You I do. mean, they 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 didn't call it that back then. Okay. I mean, exercise. It's I have a 
it doesn't matter. It's health and fitness degree. The person we're talking to today actually has, their handle is at live kinetically. Yeah. And there's a lot of kinetics in what they do. I really enjoyed looking at, they use a lot of, uh, I don't want to call them toys per se, but they use a lot of equipment. He, 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 well, get the pronouns right. They they do Well, Hey, now (laughs) they, meaning he does a lot of group activities with a lot of different ages and abilities. So I'd like to talk to him about that. How do you say his last name? I believe it's Palacios. Okay, we're gonna we're uh, we're gonna get him. But after, I want to ask him. We're gonna get him uh, uh, on the air here pretty quick. But Palacios, what is kinetic? Why do, do you know? I mean, I'll ask him this, and I, well, you know what? Let's save that question for him. Sure. It's not the whole kinetic I'm in. thing. Let's talk to him. All right. Well, we'll get him back here pretty quick. You're listening to the Power Block Fitness Podcast, recorded live at Power Block Headquarters in Burnsville, Minnesota. We would like to take a brief moment to remind you that some, but not all, of our guests have been provided with Power Block product in exchange for honest and unbiased reviews. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And we are back with Dan Palacios. Did I say that right, Dan? That's correct. That's correct. How you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic. You know, it's a it's a little bit of a rainy day here in South Florida, but uh, we're making the best of it. A lot hotter hells than mine. And if I only have to fight off a few a few mosquitoes for my day while I'm training clients, then that's a, that's a better than some better day than some people. Are mosquitoes so I'm, I'm in South Florida, you say? That's our state bird. <laughs> I I didn't they, think they were yeah, outside of Minnesota. I thought they all came up here. They're they're practically a national treasure. It's like wow. you're giving yourself a high five a couple times during the day. High five on the shoulder. Uh, high five. Yeah. Quite wow. quite a few high yep, fives. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, what part of Florida are, do you live in? I'm actually in Davie, Florida, uh, in an area called Weston. That's just about 20 minutes directly west of Fort Lauderdale, and about 45 minutes northwest of uh, Miami. Wow. That's uh, yeah. We were down there. I was I was down in. I wish I would have connected with you sooner. I was down there. We stayed in Deerfield Beach. Oh yeah. Or, well, far. actually, I stayed in Fort Lauderdale, but we worked in Deerfield Beach. But yeah, you're in that area. Cool. Yeah, and, yeah, it's a great place. And Dan, what would you know? What uh, I know, there's there's a lot of things we're going to talk about, and I think our listeners are going to enjoy everything you have to say. But let's start with you know, if you run into somebody at a coffee shop and they ask you what you do, what do you tell them? Yeah, I mean, so you know, like I said, my uh, my my expertise is uh, is personal training. It's strength conditioning. It's examining uh, the the human biomechanics, the human physiology and and biology for what it does in particular to movement, right? Um, so you know, if if I was to distill it down to the most simple form, is I help people to optimize their movement, right? And whatever that means for them. Uh, every single person that I come across has their own what I call, uh, you know, movement profile or movement signature, and I have an entire assessment. Uh, it's just based around those uh, those movement patterns and how I look at people when they're doing some basic primal movement patterns. But it really boils down to what is it that you do on a daily basis from a movement perspective. Uh, and how can we optimize that, especially if you're having any kind of you know, injury pain, whether that's uh, chronic or catastrophic injuries that you've experienced throughout your life? And what can we do to help you optimize your movements so that you function well and can enjoy your life? And how long have you been doing that and why do you do that? So I'll be coming up actually uh, on my 10th year of, uh, of personal training and strength conditioning here in September. And uh, I was an athlete my whole life. I grew up playing sports down here in South Florida, football, hockey, you name it. I was always doing stuff that was athletic. 
And I was uh, fortunate enough to, to have a, a father who took a, took really um, a lot of invested time in, in helping me to improve in those areas. He was an athlete himself. And so we, uh, we spent time working with some great coaches. He worked with me personally over the years. So I eventually went on to play Division One and Division Two football. And then when I stopped playing sports, uh, you know, in college, I definitely knew that I wanted to help other athletes either transition into higher level sports. So maybe they weren't always the the most athletic kid or the most talented kid, but how could I help them get there? And, uh, and then I dealt with a lot of athletes who were injured and, you know, kind of saw their, their career flashing before their eyes. Right. And, 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 maybe the, the opportunity to help them come back, not just come back, but come back stronger than they left when that injury occurred. So, uh, you know, that, that was really a lot of the driving force behind what I wanted to be able to do is to help other athletes, you know, come back and make it happen and have a long and healthy career. And I have to say in the 10 years, I've worked with actually a lot more layman and average folks than I have athletes, but, uh, but that's been awesome because I've been able to apply that athletic mindset, that sport specific mindset to the average person's, you know, real world experience. And there are a lot of really awesome distinctions between those things. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to be able to train an entire wide spectrum of people from young children to, you know, the most elderly adults and, uh, you know, below, below average athletes to the highest level of elite athletics. So that's, uh, that's what I've done for pretty much my entire career. I mean, I could go from training a, a six-year-old kid to training an elite athlete or training a, an elderly person within minutes. And that's, uh, that's an entire gear shift altogether um, that, uh, that has been a bit of mental gymnastics, but but, you know, it's made me uh, very creative in what I do. And, and that's how I came across tools like the power blocks and all these other interesting things you'll see on my uh, on my Instagram. If you uh, if you head out there. Is that the kinetic collective that you're talking about where you kind of let everyone know about the cool tools that you use? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly exactly right. So the Kinetic Collective was just sort of a, a concept that evolved from me seeking out the, the most innovative and creative and modular and effective tools that I could find in the strength conditioning space and finding sensible ways to integrate those uh, as individual tools as, as well as utilizing them together in, uh, in various aspects of training. And what I found was that, you know, certain people just connected with certain tools in better ways for whatever reason. Um, so some people just preferred the design and the balance and the weight of the power black dumbbell uh, as opposed to a traditional dumbbell or a kettlebell. And, um, and there are just various aspects of those different designs that, you know, made me really realize that you could get creative with these tools and find different ways to apply them and make the experience for the client so much more enjoyable uh, when they found that they really loved the tools that they were working with. And then on top of that, uh, you get to see some really high level and amazing athletes who use those things. And your average person client is looking at that going, man, I'm using the same equipment that these elite athletes are using. And in a lot of ways, I'm doing it better than they are. <laughs> and that's a, that's a lot of fun to watch too, is see that confidence really come up in people when they get to connect with something that way. So what are your top favorite? Give me your top three for efficiency and efficacy, would you say, are your top three tools? I definitely have to say the power blocks. I mean, uh, that, that was a tool that, uh, honestly, if I'm really thinking back the, the farthest I could to the first uh, exercise equipment I purchased myself, I actually bought my first set of power blocks with some of my, uh, my, my student grant money back in college. <laughs> 
And, uh, and that was something that, you know, I, I had bought those because during the, uh, you know, during the winter months in North Carolina, you know, I was living up on top of an icy hill and I didn't want to walk down to the gym. So I would have my power block dumbbells there in my dorm and, and do my power block workouts right then and there. And I wasn't even a strength conditioning coach yet. I just knew what I was doing from football over the years. So, uh, definitely the power blocks. Uh, I have to say another great tool is called the, the breath belt. And that's a sort of wearable diaphragmatic breathing device. It gives you resistance to your abdominal muscles. And not only does it help you engage those muscles, but it helps to lengthen them. And, uh, and then one of my, really one of my favorite tools is the torque fitness tank. And, and uh, that's the sort of monstrous uh, uh, sled device that has magnetic, uh, magnetic slides on it. And uh, you don't have to actually load any weight plates on it because it's on wheels. So you can get a lot of really great work done between those things. And, and it was interesting because uh, back in 2019 or 2018, the, the last URSA conference that I went to, Power Blocks was right there across the, uh, across the lane from us at, uh, at the Torque Fitness booth. And I was able to do some fun stuff, you know, working with the Torque Fitness tank and a Power Block at the same time. So if you check out my Instagram, you might be able nice. to find some of that stuff. Oh, I saw wow. Power Blocks all over your Instagram. If, Thanks, brother. If oh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> if I'm hearing you right, Dan, your favorite is Power Block. That's cool. So the, uh, the, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and if I'm also hearing you right, you spent grant money on Power Blocks. Great investment. Yeah, college I kid. I spent hey. college grant money on a keg party. You know, I'm, there's, still, there's, I'm still paying some of those loans off. <laughs> <laughs> I might be too. Not in that boat alone. Let me ask you this, Dan. The <clears throat> Working with young athlete, athletes of all ages, actually, the way it sounds that you do, and general population, including elderly, do you have a favorite of that? I mean, a, a, a group that you like to work with? I mean, honestly, you know, you. I, I'm, I'm a guy who really loves to be able to you know, not just coach all those different people, but learn from all those different people. And I really have to say, um, you know, I, I hate to sort of take that, uh, that, that easy way out and say, I love all my people, you know, evenly, but really, and truly, uh, I've learned so much from every population that I've worked with. There's so much merit for, for any strength conditioning coach out there who's listening to this or just people in general, take the opportunity to learn from everyone you possibly can, because there just really, and truly is so much opportunity to do that. And you, you're, you're missing out in life. If you don't take that chance to, uh, to listen and hear and deal with all the different people that you come across when you come across them. And that's, that's something I've always applied to all of my training is, you know, what can I yield, uh, personally by working with this person and hearing their story and, and knowing what they're dealing with, uh, whether that's the, the, the physicality of working out or just the, the sort of life factors that they're bringing into the gym that are impacting their ability to be successful there. And that's a lot of what I've seen over the years is, um, you know, whether they're young children who don't feel confident in their athletic abilities or, uh, you know, the elderly who have been injured by, by some of the, the sports and things that they did that were physical in their younger years, there's always opportunity to, you know, hear those stories and then apply them somewhere else to somebody else's story. Right. Uh, and you can really inspire a lot of the different people that you work with by hearing the stories of other people that you've worked with. And that that's been a really rewarding experience for me as a coach to uh, to take that opportunity to learn from everybody I work with. Speaking of learning, I love that you're all about learning. You were talking about you went to college in North Carolina. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, what was uh, your college trajectory? What'd you go to college for? 
So originally, I, uh, I actually, out of high school in South Florida, went to University of Tennessee uh, to become a preferred walk-on at the University of Tennessee. That was back in 2007. Um, that didn't go as well as I would have liked uh, for a number of reasons, but I moved on from there. Actually almost joined the Marine Corps when I left and came home for, uh, to, to work for a little bit. And, um, you know, when I when I went to go to the Marine Corps, I actually told them, look, I'm looking to still get a football scholarship and uh, and I'm either going to go to boot camp in July or I'm going to go to football camp in uh, in August. And as it turns out, I ended up in uh, in North Carolina in Mars Hill, just about uh, 20 minutes north of Asheville in August, as opposed to uh, Paris Island in South Carolina in July. So. Um, you know, that was, uh, that was a really cool experience to be able to go to a school that was literally only about, uh, two hours away from where I was in Knoxville, literally just across the mountain from Tennessee to North Carolina. And one of my close high school buddies, one of my best friends was actually at that school. So he was the one who helped me get that opportunity to go there. And, uh, he was playing long, long snapper for them at the time, a guy named Clint Lawing. And, um, I got there, you know, played uh, played actually uh, a position that I never intended on playing, but got to have a lot of fun doing it. And that was actually the school that pushed me into the world of athletic training and uh, understanding injury response and what it looks like for an athlete's whole world to come crashing down around them and really decided that right then and there, really, uh, I, I unfortunately had to see an athlete's career legitimately end. And, um, that, that was what, that was what really checked that box for me to go, you know what? I don't want to do athletic training. God, God love these people. They, they work their butts off to do what they do in the training room, uh, and don't get paid enough to do it. But, uh, but I certainly didn't want to see careers ending all the time. Uh, I knew that I wanted to have more of that transitional or at least uplifting role as a strength conditioning coach or a personal trainer. And it was from there that I eventually came home back to South Florida and, uh, got, got my, my bachelor's degree in exercise sciences at uh, Florida Atlantic university. And, um, through that process, I started personal training and that's, that's all it's ever been since then. You know, you're also the primary strength and conditioning consultant for a police academy. I'm actually really intrigued as to how you got into that. How did that find its way to you? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Broward police academy is arguably one of the most prestigious, um, police academies in the nation. Uh, if not arguably the world, just on a, on a sheer law enforcement officer level. So we're talking, you know, uh, average folks or at least people from other areas of the uh, the tactical athlete world we call military first responders and law enforcement tactical athletes. And uh, they have probably one of the most stringent physical standards alone for becoming a police officer in probably the world. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of areas in mm. academies that don't have very strict standards. Now they do have standards, but, uh, not the strictest. And the, this is a, a really difficult test to take. It's called the profile exam. And it was, uh, at a point in my career when I was working for a facility at that time. And, uh, one of my colleagues, uh, a former army sergeant named Gareth Ross, he had actually engaged with the academy and they, uh, they wanted to do a program together and they wanted us to help them make sure that their cadets, would be the best, most fit, and uh, least injured was was really one of the biggest goals for a number of reasons, and that a lot of those reasons are actually financial, is that most of the injuries that law enforcement officers, military as well, and all kinds of first responders, most of the injuries they experience have little to nothing to do with the actual job that they do. It has more to do 
with the lifestyle surrounding it and and what they do for a living essentially just sitting in a car all day and wearing all the equipment that they wear and so we wanted to create a program that not only prepared these cadets for these physical examinations that they had to take but also prepare prepare them for a you know 20 to 30 year career in law enforcement maybe more some of them and uh, depending on what path they take, they could be doing some really, really intense stuff on a regular basis. And that was exactly what we did. And that that program uh, eventually was just handed off to me as, you know, guys kind of came and went. And I've been working with those guys ever since. And it's been it's been one of the coolest experiences because it's really opened the doors for me to work with a lot of really interesting people and and meet some of the best of the best of the best in the in the business of, uh, you know, training military and law enforcement tactical athletes across the board. And you know, uh, they're, they're, they're one of the coolest groups to work with for, for all, all kinds of different reasons, but mm-hmm. it really is that you're taking average people and asking them to perform at, you know, some of the highest possible levels of physical performance. What they do daily is life and death and to train someone to be physically, intellectually and emotionally prepared for that is, is an entirely different mindset altogether. And, and especially for law enforcement, uh, it's serve and protect. It's not like military in many cases where it's search and destroy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is a person who's not just trying to defend their own life, but they're actually trying to defend the life of a person who's potentially trying to take theirs um, in many cases. And they're legitimately trying to help people who are breaking laws and doing things they're not supposed to do, but they, you know, this has to come to this has to come to a head and it has to come to a place where, um, you know, this person stops doing what they're doing. So that's a, that's that's a, a training mindset that you really, really have to navigate properly. And you're trying to build programs around not just, you know, the standard things like bicep curls and bench press and, and squats mm-hmm. and things of that nature. You really have to have deployability, functionality, versatility, uh, a certain level of, of flexibility and reactivity and responsiveness in the training. And and among that training and among the tools that I use for these uh, tactical athletes are the power blocks. And it's typically a piece that I recommend quite frequent, frequently to my law enforcement officers and military personnel in particular, because one of the biggest things they need is deployability. They don't often have time to go back to the gym or they've been working a 12, 12 hour shift and they're not going to go to the gym during, uh, during their shift because that means they have to get off the road. So I'll typically recommend that my law enforcement officers have some kind of on the go training kit. And that might include the power blocks Mm -hmm. and a sandbag and another type of tool, something like the breath belt, things like that, that will help them to be able to train out there on the road when they're taking a break um, to be able to still get a really functionally sound, but also very effective and efficient workout, right? They don't have a lot of time to get it done. So they need to be able to get it done quickly. And they also need to be able to stay, uh, stay active and stay strong when most of their day is spent sitting, you know, they could be sitting on a shift for 12 hours and almost like clockwork, the, (laughs) the last call comes in and it's the most, it's the most grueling one they have to deal with that day. Um, so that those are a lot of those factors that you have to consider when you're programming for these, uh, for these men and women. And, you know, it's, uh, it it really has been a fun experience working with them. Wow. So Dan, with your wife, Laura, as a photographer, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get some pictures of cops with power blocks. I'll work out a barter deal. Cops and power blocks. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. You can make that happen, right? We'll work something out. Hey, let me ask, let me ask you this, Dan. (laughs) 
if you, because we're we're running a little short on time, I want to get this question out for sure. Uh, do you doing what you do, whether it's online training or in person training? And we'll get you back on in the future, and, and and we can ask you more questions. But what do you do with with uh, clients that that struggle with motivation? Do you got any anything you can mm. offer there? Yeah, you know, keep it simple. Uh, I think a lot of the one of the biggest hangups that people have with motivation in general is uh, is all that's out there, right? Oh my God, what do I what do I do? Where do I start? Right? Keep it simple. Uh, it's the kiss principle. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes. Right? Um, you know, so. It, you know, don't get hung up on all there is to do. Just do something. And there's there's plenty of resources out there these days. You can't say that you, you can't find something to do. Um, but especially for the person who's struggling with motivation, either they're burnt out from training too often, too much. They actually might need to just focus more on things like flexibility and mobility and just taking five, 10 minutes a day throughout their day to do that. Or the person who's just trying to get started well, Focus on the basics, right? Squatting, lunging, hinging, twisting, bending, uh, walking, running, sprinting, pushing, pulling. There's there, there's only a few movement patterns that we actually execute as human beings, and those are them, right? The primal movement patterns. So if you just did a few of those variations of those movements for five to ten minutes a day, you'd at least get the ball the ball rolling for breaking the habit of not doing, right? Being an action-driven person, um, it, it's easy for me to say that. So when I'm distilling this down for a lot of people who don't have that action-driven mentality, it's like, well, let's uh, let's let's take it back to step one, just to do something, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you did just 100 squats every hour on the hour, uh, one day, and then you know push-ups against your counter every hour on the hour, the next day, then you'd be doing something and you'd definitely be outpacing the person who's sitting on the couch doing nothing. So, you know, that that's uh, that's one of the most basic ways that I can distill it down for people who just go, you know what, there's all this stuff. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going to be good for me. As long as you're as long as you're doing something and moving generally on a daily basis, uh, then then you're at least going to be moving in the right direction. You know, the refining process is going to be then seeking either professional help someone like myself or someone that you know, um, or Google is a really great, is a really great resource to, to do that. Um, and, and there's plenty of information out there. You just got to start sinking your teeth into it, get the ball rolling. And, you know, like I say, start fast, finish strong, live kinetically. And speaking of live kinetically, you actually just segued into my next question. If I were listening to this and was like, I really want this good dude to train me, how would I find you? Uh, yeah, that'd be livekinetically.com. I actually have a section of my website that shows a lot of very actionable things that uh, that you can start doing right away that don't require very much equipment, if at all. Uh, and and that'd be the easiest way to find me or on Instagram. If you want to check out some of the fun stuff that I do there, that's livekinetically on Instagram. And really the essence of that is taking action today, right here, right now. Uh, start something that's going to start moving you forward. And that's what I'm all about. Dan, if you were forced to not be a trainer, not be a coach, what would you be doing? Hmm. Uh, to, to be quite honest, I couldn't see myself doing anything else other than this, but you know, I, I was an athlete 
uh, I would I would love to to have been in the high level competitive world of, uh, of of football of athletics of any kind. Um, I actually did do Ninja Warrior for a little while. So if I if I could uh, if I could be a full time Ninja Warrior competitor, that'd be awesome. Mm. Even though that's a pipe dream. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, to be to be quite honest, you know I know I'm I know I'm living my you know, my purpose, my passion. And, uh, I really couldn't see myself doing anything else. Uh, it, it really, it really does fully fit the bill for everything I, I want to do and how I, how I really choose to fulfill myself. Hey Dan, how many attempts did it take to crush the warped wall? 14 feet. Warped wall. How many times <laughs> uh, did it take I, you? I actually never did it, uh, on TV. <laughs> I was on, I was on the show twice, but I actually have a warped wall now. And I think it was like two or three once I, once I finally like got in front of one and just attempted it a few times. It's all commitment. You just got to go for it. Just like life. Live kinetically. Well, I found it. I found it on Instagram. I saw you crush it. So I, I, it was definitely on my random questions to ask you. Along with your beard that's named Bob, you have a beard named Bob. Hey, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta find ways to keep yourself sane when you're, uh, when you're out on a farm out, outdoors all day. So <laughs> just something I saw and I was like, Hmm, I've got to ask about that. Beard name, Bob. Beard name, Bob. Here, here's a random question for you. You got to pick one bench press or squat. Oh, squat. Yeah. Kettlebell or dumbbell. Dumbbell. I actually really prefer dumbbells. I. <laughs> uh, indoor or outdoor mm. outdoor solo or sure. partner i actually really enjoy working out alone a lot more i'm i'm kind of a social recluse in some ways despite despite what you might gather from some of my videos i really enjoy my alone time you just gave a point <laughs> to jason on that one yeah. thanks <laughs> so dan do you uh you do online but you do in person are do you, living where you live do you get people outside is a lot of workouts outdoors Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my, well, literally, my entire facility is uh, is outdoor on a local farm in Davie, and uh, there's no indoor option at this point. And uh, it was really the perfect solution for COVID and the pandemic and all of that. You know, we originally, when we came up the concept, it was you know outdoors, open air, fitness, health, and wellness. Get out in the sunshine, enjoy the fresh air. And then it became being you know social distancing friendly, and you can work out without masks because that's what was allowed in South Florida and We've been enjoying it ever since. I mean, there's a number of great scientific, uh, foundation, scientifically foundational uh, aspects of working out outside and why that's beneficial. But I've I've always loved working out outside because I was an athlete. I played football outside, so <laughs> no Fav- way around that. Yeah. Um, favorite professional sport? Football, no doubt, no what, doubt. Miami Dolphins. Who's your team? I mean, that's who I that's who I grew up uh, knowing and loving, even though they've uh, they've hurt they've hurt me too many times to count. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up uh, grew up a Miami Dolphin, a, a Miami Hurricanes fan yeah. till till the day I die. That's who I'm going to have to be cheering for. Yeah, right on. <laughs> well, Dan, can you get any more for Dan? No, thank what? you, Dan. I, I was going to ask what's your personal favorite exercise, but it sounded like squats might have been it. Yeah, well, uh, I, no? I, I would your... argue, uh, I, personally, I would argue that my uh, my favorite exercise is the power clean. Um, and that's an exercise that can be translated in a number of different ways and actually involves a little bit of a squat in there as well. So, mm. you know, depending on how you're applying it, it's uh, it's very useful for a number of different reasons and what I would consider to be one of the most functionally sound exercises if you if you execute it properly. And you can do those with power blocks, I believe. That's absolutely is correct. There, is sure there can. a piece of equipment that you use almost, if not every day? 
Oh, power blocks. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're part of every single We're shoulder warm up that I do. No, no, yeah. I I I know really really and truly um, you know, uh I I can't say that glibly. It's 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 I use them every single day. I have uh multiple different versions of them between the barbells, the the smaller version, uh the oldest versions of the power blocks. I still have that original set uh from Throwback. when I when I uh, bought them in college. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Wow. Still have them sitting out here. That's awesome. <laughs> Dan, one last question. Favorite uh cheat meal if you got Favorite one. Favorite cheat meal. Ooh, that's Ooh. uh definitely pizza. There's no arguing that. What's um, your uh, toppings? Pizza machine, pepperoni and mushroom. Yeah. If uh, if uh, I'm doing it Ninja Turtle style, there you go. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Well, Dan, we'd like to have you back on. We try to keep the podcast 30 minutes or so. So it's now that we're cutting you off. We got a lot more questions on our list, but we'll just save that for another time. If if you wouldn't mind giving us uh, in a few months 30 more minutes of your time. Heck yeah, I'm always on board for having some fun and chatting it out about training and life in general. Awesome, dude. Thanks so much for your expertise, Dan. We Dan, appreciate you. Yeah, I really appreciate your time. We'll let you know. I'll send you an email and let you know when this when the, we record these, you know, so we'll let you know when it goes live. It'll be a few weeks. And then if you yeah, would do us a, if you do us a favor, you'd share it on your uh, your social media pages, your Insta. Oh yeah, please. And now such. is uh is the podcast uh, uh across all platforms that uh that house sure podcasts? We, cool. we, I don't know how many how many are we on, Dan? We gotta be on eight, nine, ten platforms. We're on all the, every big one. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So once that's ready to go out, uh, you know, whatever, whatever media material, social media or otherwise you're, uh, you're going to be pushing out, just let me know, send them to me ahead of time. And, uh, and I'll coordinate around the time that you guys are going to post it. Say just, Hey, you know, let me know, uh, what this Wednesday at 3 PM, we're going to push it out and I'll, uh, I'll try to make sure that I can get it out around the time you guys are putting it out as well. Fantastic. I'll swipe hey. up links for it and all that stuff. Thanks, man. We appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much, of Dan. Of course, of course. Thank Take you care. too for taking the time. Appreciate you. We'll see you. Nice guy. Livekinetically.com. Nice guy. And I'll tell you, this is not a criticism, but it's just like you, I don't talk to our guests a lot before. You know what I mean? Yeah. For many reasons, but one of them is I've got a job to do other than this. But th- this guy goes on. I mean, he, he'll he give you the what you want. He'll give you answers. I got so many questions I'd like to ask him. He'll just, you know, he'll fill that time. I don't mean fill the time like we need to fill time, but you get my point. He's yeah. Not, he's the opposite of... Oh yeah, I went to college, you know, kiss for well, you know. Well, I actually, you know, when he was talking about working to optimize their movements that they're already doing, I actually saw something about DNA-based workouts on yeah. his. I wanted to dig into that he'll, too. He'll I would give love us, to do he'll that. He'll give again. us 7 minutes on that and it'll be awesome. I mean, it'll DNA be it'll be workouts. everything you need to know. Pretty cool. I don't need to go to college. He's he has asked. a podcast too that we didn't even get to talk about. You know about. what? Does he really? Yeah. So, I uh, I wonder 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 what he talks about on there. Well, it's called the Kinetic Connections podcast. one of the things that we need to do is maybe get on some podcasts. That's what I'm saying. But I don't... I was going to ask him when he's going to have us as a guest, so... Yeah. Energy exchange. I dig it. Yeah. I don't... You know, I don't know that... Like, I like... Like, I, I think if somebody had us on a podcast, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be because they want to talk about Power Block, the, 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 the equipment, you know, the, the dumbbells? If anyone's listening and wants us on our... On their podcast. Yeah, but what... But, <laughs> no, right. Well, to talk about Power Block, I assume, right? I don't know that, I mean, I can, that's three minutes. I mean, God, that sounds terrible, but like, 
best dumbbell, adjustable, blah, 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 safe Done. space. Bun. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what exactly. else to say. You know, because if they, it, I ain't going on if they're like, well, what's Two the difference? Dan's going on if they're going, what's the difference between the Pro EXP and the Elite? I don't, oh, I can't articulate that. That's not that. your cup of tea? That's well, all, Dan? Dan quite honestly, with, at the risk of sounding like whatever, it's a challenging question to answer for you guys out there in customer service because it's kind of a personal preference. There's a lot of, every dumbbell that we sell is great. We have great. amazing this customer a, service, by the way. Yeah, I've I've never seen better. I'm not just saying that because Dan's sitting here. No, I I'm like saying the, that because like Dan's sitting here. DP, Dan, you know, one thing I wanted to ask him. What you probably maybe you found this out through your research. What? But I mean, he he never had a job either, did he? he did he just start this right out of college? He has his own facility. He's got his own. That's thing. not something that I did find, but yeah. a, a great question to ask. Yeah. You know, did you fall fall right into it? Did you always know that that was something that you wanted to do? It so sounded like he squatted said, right into I've, it. <laughs> power cleaned right into yeah. it. Well, I don't have anything more. Do you, Kitty? No, I really enjoyed him. I'm looking forward to going back to livekinetically.com. I think he has a lot of, he has some yeah. free guides uh-huh. for people. So His Instagram page is cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, we appreciate you guys listening. We have an email address. It's podcast at powerblock.com. You can email anything you want. You can rip. You can compliment. You can say, hey, I think you should get this person on. Or you can say, I'd like to be on. And I've had a couple people do that. Mm -hmm. And I think we have one booked coming up who did do that. So that's pretty cool. Yes. You can say, hey, guys, I wish you'd talk more about this. Or I wish you'd ask these questions. We'll take any feedback we can uh, because I think that's how it should go, right? Absolutely. Support, share, subscribe, download, share this with your friends. And let us know what you like about it podcast at powerblock.com. Thanks for having me, Kitty. Thank you, Jason. We'll see you next week, eh? Good night, Mr. Felton, wherever you are. Bye.